Bill O'Reilly here, Tuesday, October 19th, 2021. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening across our nation. Cases of COVID decline in America. Thousands of Chicago cops reject the vaccine. Street violence continues in Portland, Oregon. We are all poised to pay more for heat this winter. Also ahead, the real steal in the election of 2020. But first, COVID infections declining for the fourth straight week, roughly 80,000 Americans contracting the contagion each day. That's down from 190,000 just last month. Lowest infection rates now can be found in Florida, Texas, and New York. Hotspots include Michigan, Minnesota, Hawaii. 64% of the entire USA population has now received at least one dose of the vax. Boosters will be available to most by Christmas. At least 3,000 police officers in Chicago defying the mayor's vax mandate. That's one-third of the force. Multiple warnings have been sent to the police department threatening mass layoffs or suspensions. The police union claims Mayor Lightfoot's order is illegal because it was not negotiated with the cops' contracts. The mayor dismissing the complaint saying, quote, the Fraternal Order of Police is trying to foment an illegal work stoppage or strike, unquote. By the way, shootings in Chicago up 67% since 2019. Hundreds of radical left rioters causing havoc in downtown Portland, Oregon. The group smashed windows, set fires, vandalized buildings, causing at least $500,000 in damage. Police stood by and let it all happen. Oregon lawmakers passed a new law this year limiting tools used by the cops to maintain order so they say they can't do anything. The bill prevents the police from using pepper spray or rubber bullets to control crowds. Oregon is the most radical state in the union. Energy producers warning Americans of high heating costs. Economists predict prices will go up 54% compared to last year. The average family spending around $1,000 a month on fuel between October and March. The gas and oil industry blaming the increase on Joe Biden's war on fossil fuels. In a moment, tired of hearing about the 2020 election? Well, we have some disturbing new information. Right back with it. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. As you know, Donald Trump remains crazed about the election of 2020. He believes it was stolen from him. But no one can explain exactly how 
so many votes could have been corrupted. Trump legal people like Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell ran around a country condemning voting machines and promoting shady allegations of fraud, but they could never produce forensic evidence of wrongdoing, and both of them have suffered greatly for their advocacy. Attorney General William Barr publicly stated that the election fraud was committed. Then he disappeared. Turns out, everyone was on the wrong trail. I, your humble correspondent, watched closely as the election situation unfolded. Corruption in precincts like Detroit, Atlanta, and Philadelphia is not exactly unheard of, is it? But again, no hard evidence came forward, and I accurately reported that on both radio and television. Now, a very disturbing picture is beginning to emerge, and ground zero is Silicon Valley, California. That's where Mark Zuckerberg lives. The Facebook chief apparently took a very large financial position in the Trump-Biden race for the White House. How large? Well, how about $420 million? According to a number of reports which have not been denied, Mr. Zuckerberg donated that colossal amount of money to a couple of nonpartisan, tax-exempt political operations the Center for Technology and Civic Life, and the Center for Election Innovation and Research. Turns out, those two centers are about as nonpartisan as Nancy Pelosi. Reporter Molly Hemingway, who works for the Heritage Foundation, investigated the Zuckerberg situation and calls it genius. Here's how it worked. Vote navigators were paid well to canvas mostly poor neighborhoods that traditionally vote for Democrats. Often these ballot mercenaries would go inside the homes of voters who had mail-in ballots. Even though it is a crime in all 50 states to electioneer at actual polling places where you go to vote, it is not a criminal activity for a third party to interfere with a mail-in ballot. That is the vital loophole. So thousands of navigators flooded Democrat precincts in Wisconsin, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Virginia, all states that were very close. The navigators assisted voters in filling out ballots and at times cured mistakes. That means they corrected ballots so they wouldn't be thrown out when mailed in. Sometimes the hired political guns took the actual ballots from the folks and brought them to polling places. That is called bundling. So now we know why the left loves mail-in ballots so much. There is no control over how they can be manipulated. By the way, Marky Mark broke no laws. What he did is perfectly legal. And if the states don't crack down on this colossal con... It will happen again. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by writing it. For more honest news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com. In a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world 
Reserve Currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. Former Secretary of State Colin Powell passed away yesterday from complications related to COVID combined with his blood cancer. The 84-year-old will be remembered for his patriotism and for his role in the 2003 invasion of Iraq. A major moment in that conflict, Iraq, occurred 16 years ago today. Judges and prosecutors assembled in central Baghdad. The building was guarded by hundreds of Iraqi forces and U.S. troops. Inside the complex, Saddam Hussein was charged with crimes against humanity. His trial was underway. Here's how the dictator was brought to justice. After the collapse of his government, Saddam went into hiding. He was finally found in a small underground hole, kind of a bunker, by American soldiers in December 2003. Saddam and seven associates were then charged with committing four major atrocities, including the genocide of Kurds during his country's war against Iran in the 1980s. The trial began October 19, 2005. From the beginning, Saddam proclaimed his innocence. He pleaded not guilty, claiming the entire trial was illegitimate. Dozens of witnesses testified against him, including members of his own government. Former aides told prosecutors they personally saw or heard Saddam ordered the execution of thousands of citizens. One year later, the brutal dictator was sentenced to death, and he was hung on December 30th, 2006. His body was immediately desecrated with knives and beaten by angry Iraqis after his death. Tens of thousands openly celebrated across the Middle East. The butcher of Baghdad was finally gone after 24 years of incredible brutality. Since taking control of Iraq in 1979, Saddam and his family maintained power through assassinations, mass killings, and other violence. At least 250,000 civilians were killed or vanished during Saddam's reign. American soldiers discovered 300 mass graves According to the International Criminal Court, Saddam Hussein is directly responsible for at least nine crimes against humanity. Enjoy hell, Saddam Hussein. Back after this. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you. <laughs>